Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, friends. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here at The K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And as you know, we have been searching the globe for years and finding with great success and enthusiasm and warm hearts and open minds people who are spectacular. They may not think that they're spectacular, but we do the big reveal here, and we demonstrate the ways in which their kindness is incredibly infiltrating the planet. Sometimes it's local, sometimes it's global. Sometimes they think it's just for one person, just one thing that they did, and they didn't think that it was any big deal. But, you know, everything that we do has a marvelous ripple effect, and so every kind gesture that you extend to another just permeates society, culture, your community, your family, your workplace, your neighborhood, your community, and it reaches far. So don't underestimate, and that's what this show is about. As usual, the show is sponsored by Partners in Excellence, where we partner with one another and do the reach to be attaining our very best and that's what excellence is. We never really arrive. We just keep reaching, and the exercise is invigorating and life-giving. I am so excited to be here today. It is a milky sky day in the Midwest of America in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's nice chipper cold at the end of autumn as we are anticipating the beginning of winter. And Santa, maybe we'll get some snow. That would be a kind gesture on Mother Nature's part as far as I'm concerned. Today, the episode is called When Partners Align in Excellence. And I am really excited to introduce two people who I've known about but who have swirled their way into my world and me right into theirs. It's Dr. T.J. Williams and the lovely Erin Flynn. And in their own ways, They are both healers, and I would bet that Erin wouldn't say that because she's an attorney by profession, and we don't often think of them that way. But if you stop and think about it for a minute, when you're in trouble, and it's legal trouble, whether it involves whatever, relations or care or employment or finances, you need somebody who's really kind in the middle of that kind of expertise to help you out of that. And so I have her on the show. Oh, because of that and because she is also attached to Dr. T.J. Williams in lovely ways. And Dr. T.J. Williams is a chiropractic wonder, chiropractic intern, and he is a Ph.D. And you know what? I could go on and on, but why am I talking? I want these people in the interview with me. So I'm going to introduce them and welcome them here, and I would like for you to put your hands together out there in our listening audience and just clap because you're so happy that you're going to dial in and you're going to get the five benefits from tuning in to this important episode. So welcome, Dr. T.J. Williams. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited that you're here, too, and thank you for being here, Erin Flynn. Yeah, thanks for having us. You bet. So we are seated here comfortably. You know, Block Talk Radio gives us this exquisite opportunity to be able to have our studio wherever we've got a good landline phone and wherever we've got a good Internet connection because the studio is inside the computer 
Ha-ha. It's awesome. So we're sitting here inside of a kitchen that's cozy and warm. And what is it, 20 degrees outside today? Maybe 20. <laughs> I'm not even sure it got to 20 today. It was cold. So, you know, the audience has heard about the ways in which Partners in Excellence reaches for people who are doing kindness. And you heard that in the introduction here. And and I've talked to so many different people about all the variety of things that they do. I'm particularly interested in you, um, Dr. Williams, because you've got such a unique approach, I think, to well-being. And what is the name of your of your institute, please? It's, it's called the Institute of Natural Health. Okay. And what does that mean? Um, it means it's a place where people can come and figure out what's going wrong with them if they have a problem and really get to the underlying causes of what's happening as opposed to just going into a doctor's office and saying, oh, I have this, and then they say, here, take this pill, and everything will be fine, mm-hmm. and then it's not. And so that's the place that we are. And then on the other side of that coin, we are also a place where people who are already healthy and well can come to maintain that health and wellness mm-hmm. relatively easily and efficiently. Mm. We just help guide them through the forest that is healthcare out there. You know, that's amazing because the real truth about what you just said is that you offer people a place to come in for actual recovery, not just let's mask the symptoms. Yeah, and it, and on, on top of that, it's a place where people actually get a voice in their own healthcare. Mm. I feel like modern medicine in this country today has turned into a a person goes to the doctor the doctor tells them what they're going to do, and that's the only option. Mm-hmm. We don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. We we put all the options out on the table and discuss all of them mm-hmm. and really explain to them how, why this avenue is better than the other avenue mm-hmm. and help them make the decision themselves. Mm-hmm. We're not forcing anything on anyone. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I'm going to come back to that in a minute, but the other sure. the other part of what you talked about, and you referred to it as the other side of the coin, is that people can come to your institute because they're well, and they would like guidance in maintaining that, sustaining that. Right. They don't get that choice. In traditional medicine, their insurance company says, well, one time a year you can go for a wellness visit, right? Right. And so you want people to be able to come in routinely. Right. And, and get guided through their well-being, because who in this country knows about well-being? Have you found that people come in saying, you know, Dr. Williams, thank you very much for the offer, but I got it covered. Don't need any of that. Yeah, yeah that, doesn't, uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, <laughs> no, does it? No. Okay. So let's go back to the sick part. Sure. You know, what What do you see most often? What is the most predominant illness? that you're seeing right now, like just the, maybe the top few if you can't pick one? Yeah, sure. The, the big ones are heart disease, diabetes, and then any one of the autoimmune conditions. Mm. There are a bunch out there. Mm. That, those are the big things that we're dealing with mm. on an ongoing basis. And then we have several people that have cancer that come in looking mm. for complementary things to go along with any traditional routes that they mm-hmm. may be taking as far mm-hmm. as chemo and radiation or things like that, and mm-hmm. some people are coming to us for that because they're foregoing that type of treatment. Mm-hmm. They want something else. They just don't want to go through that. So Now, I love that, but I'm already familiar with you and with the approach. So some people are going to be listening, and they're going to be thinking, 
I can't cheat on my MD. I couldn't possibly step out beyond those boundaries. But that's not really true in your case, is it? Because no. you're collaborative and open, and right. you actually won't work with people. Yeah. Yeah, unless... We, we tell our patients, actually, you know, talk to your medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Tell them where you're going, what you're doing. If they have questions, have the doctor pick up the phone and call me. Yeah. It's very interesting. I've been doing this for several years, and not once have I had anyone call me. And no. not once have I had a patient come back and say, my doctor said to not do that. <gasps> really? So it's very interesting. It is interesting. I don't get them telling me no, and I do not get them calling me up and asking more questions. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, and I know you had mentioned um, about diabetes, and I know that you had said before that a lot of times doctors encourage what you have laid out for a patient but maybe have not explained it as thoroughly. Or you know, there are a lot of patients who don't really want to change what they're eating or go through all of the steps that you're telling them this is what you need to do to get well. And when they bring it back to their doctor, their doctor has generally said, yeah, this is exactly what you need to do. I just didn't think you would actually do this. So So they really don't want to call you back and say, hey, kudos, man. You know, I've been trying to tell them that for ages. So um, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up, Erin. So what... Tell us what would the process be? Let's let's focus in on the people who have diabetes because people think diabetes. Hey, you know what's the big deal? Right. I'm going to take my metformin or my insulin or whatever. Everything will be fine. Yeah. I can eat what I want. Right. What's the myth in that? Um, the myth is that you know diabetes is a sugar handling problem. Sugar got you into that position. Mm -hmm. If you want to get out of that position, you have to stop eating sugar. Mm -hmm. Stop it in all forms. Mm -hmm. It's just not viable. The the common rhetoric is, oh, well, it's okay. Just know how many carbohydrates, how much sugar you're consuming, Mm -hmm. and then regulate it by, offset it by taking this medication. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like saying your house is on fire and somebody in the back is pouring gasoline on the fire and the firemen out front are (laughs) trying to hose the house down. At some point, you have to stop adding fuel to the fire. Oh, that's a great so analogy. I love that. I, I like to use house and car analogies, and that's a that's a perfect one for this. Yeah. If yeah. you keep eating sugar, you're just adding dry leaves to the fire or mm-hmm. gasoline to the fire. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Okay, so when you say that to people, people are stumped, aren't they? Because they don't know what do you mean. Right, and then that that leads into a whole conversation about and then about what is sugar, what is fat, what is protein, what are these foods made up of, how do we figure out what types of things to eat. That's a whole process and a conversation in and of itself. I have a nutritionist that helps with that education in the, in the clinic, and she's great uh, at helping explain that. We're, we're very much in tune. She's a registered nurse, and we're very much in tune together on how we get this message across to patients. Because mm-hmm. our patients... Some learn in different ways. Some people want to be told very bluntly, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And other people want to learn, okay, how do I wade into this? How do mm-hmm. I walk softly in because it's a radical change from where I've been? And we try to accommodate both just by listening to our patients. And that's the key, I think. We listen. Yeah. So if somebody says, I would really like to do this, but um, I have a pasta maker at home and I really love to make fresh noodles and it's the holidays, and so I need to make all the family cookies. 
and all the family breads. What do you say to them? Um, I tell them, well, that's fine. You can you can make stuff, and a lot of times, you know, the saying goes, it's better to give than receive. So <laughs> let's just enjoy giving it as a gift rather than partaking and receiving it ourselves. Yeah. And people don't have to think of it in terms of forever, never taking another bite. But let's get you out of the danger zone first. Maybe we could get you out of the house that's on fire. Right. And you could light a candle later. Right. After we've restored the house. That's exactly right. Oh, I like that. I think I might use that house, burning house. Go right ahead. And also, the holidays, I'm sure, is, you know, it's not an easy time to make these changes. No, Um, it's difficult. And so, you know. January 1st, you make your resolutions, and maybe that's when you cut it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, it's a difficult time of year mm-hmm. to make huge nutritional changes. And and you know what? That's a really good point, and maybe that's the blessing for us having the show today, is that people can hear not only that, but if you want to start to make the changes now, we have a formula for you. Right. So, Dr. Williams, what is the phone number of your clinic where people can call in? Sure. Our number is 314 314- Okay. And is there a website that they can also visit? It is. It's theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Great. Theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. And if people want to know more about you, can they Google your name? They can. Um, I usually pop up relatively close to the top. I've got videos on YouTube and things like that. (laughs) So they would put in the initials TJ. Yep. And Williams. Williams. All right, great. I'll pop up. Sometimes they have to go by, they'll find me with my official name, but I haven't used that in quite a while, so. What might that be? That would be Terry Williams, Jr. Mm. I don't use that name much anymore. (laughs) I go by TJ on everything, so. Yeah, okay. So what are they going to find out about you? What is your background in training? Because I want people to understand, and here's, I said in this episode, in the introduction, that you're going to receive five benefits from listening to us today, and they're all for your body and they're all for your mind. And and I want you to understand that part of what we're gifting you with, in addition to the five intentional things, is I want you to learn how to vet who it is you might take on as a practitioner. If if you are not here in the St. Louis community and if, and if you can't in the moment get here to see us, then I want you to understand what sort of credentials I have and Dr. Williams has so that you can search for someone, or she'll never find anyone like us, (laughs) but you can at least have some information. So tell people what your credentials are. How did you get trained? Did you get this in formal training, or did you do an online course? Yeah, so I I got here in a a long roundabout way. I have a, a bachelor's degree from the University of Illinois. I have a master's degree from Eastern Illinois University. I have a Ph.D. in physiology. It's actually in kinesiology. My emphasis was physiology mm-hmm. um, from the University of Arkansas. And I have my chiropractic degree from Logan University. And then beyond that, I went to three years of postdoctoral training to become what is known as a chiropractic internist. Mm-hmm. It's a very specialized group of chiropractors. There's I think there's only ever been about 270 of us in history. They really? started numbering with one, oh. and I'm, I'm 261. Wow. So it's a very, very exclusive club of us. There, there are several of us that practice throughout the, throughout the country. Um, but it was very specific training in testing and then learning and knowing what to do. And 
as all of this came together, for me, it was very easy and it made a lot of sense with all of my other training in physiology. My bachelor's degrees, I'm, I'm one of the few people that started college as a freshman and had the same major all the way through my entire <laughs> career. I never changed one. And it's funny, I, I always laugh because when I went to chiropractic school, the physiology professor that we had for, for chiropractic school, I actually had more hours of clinical tra- of, of classroom training than he did. Oh, so great. I started tutoring that class. Before I even took it, ah, I love it. That's awesome. So yeah, that's that's my that's my background and my history. So so how does that play into the way that you have set things up? Because when people hear about chiropractors, they think I hear so many people say, "I don't want someone cracking my spine." That's fine. Yeah. I haven't. I've probably adjusted five people since I've been doing this type of work in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, and I think that's interesting as to how you started doing this because you, from my understanding, were finding that people were needing to be adjusted far more often than what you had learned in school would be necessary. Oh my! Right. Really? Oh, talk more about that. I'm yeah. Aaron. I'm so glad you're here because you're like the big <laughs> reveal over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what we what I started to put together was if, if a person is nutritionally sound, mm-hmm. you know, we have three components to, to health. We have a spiritual health, which includes a psychological well-being and emotional well-being. Then we have a structural component of health, um, which is, you know, muscles, bones, joints, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And then we have a chemical component of health. Mm-hmm. That's blood and lymphatic fluid and cerebrospinal fluid. These mm-hmm. are fluids in our body. Well, I basically, through all of my training, became a specialist in the chemistry portion. Mm -hmm. And I started learning when the chemistry is correct and our nutrition is right and we have everything, we have all the nutrients that we need, we have less structural issues and we have less emotional issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting how that all has worked together. So that's that's kind of where I've fallen. I'm a, I find myself as a, as a physiological chemistry expert. Mm-hmm. Body chemistry, that's mm-hmm. what I work on mm-hmm. and help balance. And once you balance that, so many good things come together. I mean, have people that all of a sudden their body aches and pains start going away, and we never really did any kind of therapy on the structure itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It is so true. I love it that you're saying that because people don't get it. Right. And now you just made something really clear. And, and another thing, too, once you fix the chemistry and then the structure starts going away, these people are no longer in pain. There's not a single person that I know that's in pain that's in a good mood. No, ever, never, never. I know. Pain is the worst thing in the world to live with. Right. Horrifying. And, and a lot of, uh, well, I find personally with my clinical experience that a lot of people that come to me, they say, you know, I hurt. You know, my body hurts, my back hurts, my legs hurt, my whatever. I believe them. Yes. But they tell me they don't believe that their other physicians believe them. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think they do. I don't think the other physicians are, are putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Modern, modern medicine has broken a human into all these little bits and pieces. We're a heart. You know, if you have cardiovascular issues, you go to the cardiologist. If you have lung issues, you go to the pulmonologist. If you have kidney issues, you go to the nephrologist. Well, what about the bodyologist, the person who puts it all together? Oh, my God. I'm a bodyologist. (laughs) Yes. You're a bodyologist. That's right. Wow. 
That is just genius. So one of the things that I find to be so frustrating in the work that I do as a psychologist trying to help people with their healing is that I'm the voice, bringing people together to collaborate, to be a team. And so I'm trained in nutrition and trained in herbology and and trained in essential oils and trained in acupuncture. And that was another thing that we didn't mention is that you're trained in acupuncture. Yep, that's true. So... It, it is amazing to me. There, there doesn't seem to be, once upon a time there was a lot of hesitation, like, what are you doing here? What do you mean we're going to communicate with each other? It seems to me that one of the things that's happening in, in, in American medicine right now is physicians are saying, really, seriously, so we can get a communicator here? Well, that would just be fantastic That's because we're relying on the patient, and the patient isn't even sure of who all their doctors are. Right. So when it comes to trying to figure out the meds and the picture, right. everything is fractured. It is fractured. And, and if we're not seeing everything as being hand-in-glove and really interrelated, very, very much connected, people have taken that term psychosomatic medicine to mean hypochondriacal, right? Yes. You're just making it up. No, it's the psyche and the soma. It is the mind, spirit, and the body. And when one part is broken, it's all fractured. And I always say disease is a beautiful word because it's so identifying that it is a state of dis-ease. The person has gotten uncomfortable. So what do you think the etiology of the diabetes is? Is it that the person has an emotional issue and they're eating unhealthily, or does it even matter? That's just a sort of a moot point question. Well, I don't think it's a moot point question. I think we, we go to the great Louise Hay. I mean, she believes you know, she ties emotion to body things, and she believes that people who have diabetes have lost the sweetness in their life. Oh, that's right. She does. I. That's pretty spot on. Oh, my Lord have mercy. I'm thinking of every diabetic I know. Yeah. I, I look at a lot of stuff like that. Like, there, there, are, there are so many instances where I've, I'll pull open her book. I have it on my computer. And say what, in a consult, what book? Uh, Louise Hayes, uh, heal, You Can Heal Your Life. That's what it is. You can heal your life. And, and that is Louise Hay in her 90s who who, amazing. Has, who has created Hay House, which yes. is amazing. Yeah. So talk about that book because this is fascinating. Yeah, so I'll, people will talk about different things. And when, when you consult with me, it's our first visit, it's, it's, it's a two-hour ordeal. People have, they, they come, they, I tell them pack a lunch because we're going to really get down and talk about things. Mm-hmm. So this is a meandering conversation. We're going to talk about their family, their kids, their you know, their house, their spouse, the whole nine yards. I love that you tell them to pack lunch because then that's the big reveal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. That's exactly really? Right. You bought Twinkies and a Coca-Cola to this visit? That's okay, right. well, let's talk about that. That's right. <laughs> oh, my. So we, we, I will open that book up because if, invariably someone will say, you know what, I, I do have this shoulder problem. It's been nagging me for this and that. And I'll go right to the book and I'll read the shoulder stuff and be like, hey, is it, you know, I don't know where you are emotionally. I'm no emotional expert by mm-hmm. any means. That's not, that's your job. That's not mine, right? <laughs> yes. He's referring to me, friend. <laughs> yes, that is Dr. Carlin's expertise. But I know enough to notice when something is just askew. Yeah. And so that's how I operate. I'm like, look, this is, this is what this suggests. It's relatively accurate. I don't need you to comment on it. I just need you to 
put it in the forefront of your brain Mm -hmm. and be cognizant of it. Mm -hmm. And I have tissues in this consultation room. My consultation room is a big room. It's a big conference table. We all snuggle up around it. You know, sometimes people, it's just myself and someone else. Other times there's a couple of doctors, maybe a nurse in there. Sometimes the whole family is in there. Mm -hmm. It all depends. It's a beautiful room, by the way. It's very comforting for as big as it is and it's two walls of glass windows yeah and it's you make it really warm we try thank you you're welcome um but we i have a big box of tissues right in the middle of the table because Mm -hmm. without fail if we go into the emotions people cry yep i've I've touched on things that how did you know that's the question i get Mm -hmm. how did you know that i've never told anyone that Mm -hmm. Because so. your body is telling me. That's right. Well, yeah. exactly, and I think that's what's so important is that a lot of times if people are in pain or, you know, they're having certain issues, it's, there's generally an emotional component. And a lot of times people don't recognize that they're having an issue until it becomes physical mm-hmm. and they have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we we forget or we, we um, I think as pre Pre-verbal human beings, we are so intuitive, we know everything, but we don't have the brain experience to be able to identify it, and we start learning intuitive pathways, and then we start speaking, and we blow it, (laughs) and then we start evolving into the culture, and it all gets messed up, and then we divorce ourselves from our intuitive side, and we get out of tune. And so, really, what you and I are is a couple of mechanics for trying to realign everybody, right? You know what's funny? You, you bring up the intuitive part there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. Mm-hmm. I almost always ask my clientele, what do you think is wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. They may be off just a little bit and mm-hmm. off enough. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're on to something. You're mm-hmm. on. No one ever has ever asked them what they think is going on. So I want you all to be paying attention that some of the benefits that you, I hope, are getting out of this is that this is all for your body and your mind. This is an online access that we're talking about right now. But you can, if you go to Dr. T.J. Williams' website, which is, say it again. Theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. And can they sign up for an e-news? They can, um, and this is all going to be changing it's rapidly. Be, yeah, very rapidly. We're in the middle of a about a three weeks or so transition period right mm-hmm. now from the middle of December through the beginning of the year where everything is going to change and we're actually going to be doing telemedicine. Fantastic. So people will be able to consult with us right over the right through our, our the computers and, and so it's gonna be fun. I invite everyone who's listening to go to the website now and travel through the shifting that's going to be taking place because it's an upshift and it's going to give you here's a point of benefit direct access and that'll mean another point another benefit which is e-news access and you know you can go to drdubcarlin.com and and get our e-news and and dr williams and i are going to be collaborating and fusing in a lot of ways so that you will be hearing from both of us the duality of our voices and when you sign on for the e-news at drdubcarlin.com, you will, within about one minute, have a, after you hit submit, you will have a video that pops up where I am talking to you directly. 
and I am sharing with you my gratitude for being at our site and my my 14-minute meditation that is guaranteed to relax your mind and relax your body. So as, as Dr. Williams and I are walking through all this, stick with us because there's so much that we want to share with you. The benefits are going to be listed here, one through five, during this episode, but there are going to be so many more that we're going to announce to you during this episode, and then we're going to be doing more episodes in a variety of platforms, and I want you to dial in and start to experience your own upshift because you're learning something new and different, incredible about well-being. This is not hocus-pocus or malarkey. This is science, and science is, in part, very intuitive. So as we're going through all this, Dr. Williams, one of the things I'm fascinated about that you do, there's so many different ways for people to become neutrified. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about you bring them in and you have this meeting and you have them pack a lunch and you're talking about their food sources and and the blood chemistry that you're looking at. So what kind of testing are you doing to look at their blood? Because people are going to say, well, I just went to my so-and-so and they did some blood work and my cholesterol is just fine. Right. I'm only like right at 180. And then you ask people, do you know what that means? Yeah, it's got to be under 200. Okay, and do what, why? 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 <laughs> and then they think they're okay. And then we hear stories all the time. You know, it's just amazing. Alice dropped dead on Thursday. She had just gotten her blood work back on Wednesday. She was in perfect health. What happened? Yep. So tell us, what do you do? What do you do with the blood? What are you looking at? Is it better when they come to you? Um, Yes, we look more in depth. We use the same testing. It's nothing special. We just look at more things. So the average physician in this country orders seven blood labs when they see a patient. Okay. Seven. Okay. Okay. Now, that, some of those are panels. They're, they have components to them. Um, I average about 25 blood labs mm. per person. Okay. So we're, you know, almost four times as many labs, and we look at many different things. Um, we look at how, and we integrate this stuff as to how the body is working as a whole. We don't look at individual pieces of blood. We don't look at one little piece of blood work and say, okay, well, this one thing is off, so why? Like a common culprit is cholesterol. You know, someone gets their cholesterol test ran, and it comes back high. And their doctor says, well, your cholesterol is high. You need to take this medicine to to drop that cholesterol level. I ask the quintessential question of what's causing the cholesterol to be elevated in Mm -hmm. the first place? Mm -hmm. Let's go fix that Mm -hmm. because cholesterol, every cell in your body, you have 100 plus trillion cells in your body. Every one of them has cholesterol in it. Mm -hmm. Your liver makes about 80% of your body's cholesterol, so somewhere between 70 and 80%. It doesn't come from the food you eat. So if cholesterol is in every cell, your body uses cholesterol to heal. Cholesterol is actually a very, very, very effective antioxidant. Cholesterol is, let's go back to the house burning down analogy. Okay. Your house is on fire. Cholesterol is the fireman. And if your house is really on fire and it's, you know, you need three fire trucks there and all kinds of firemen putting out the fire, why would we do anything to tell a bunch of those firemen to go home? That's what you're doing if you're trying to lower cholesterol. Because mm. cholesterol is just there to try and fix the damage. Mm. There are some people who are 
have it elevated for a different reason, though, right? There, there are some. There yeah. are, there's a small percentage of the population who have, you know, this stuff, this genetic thing is called familial hypercholesterolemia. Mm -hmm. That just means that they have a family lineage genetic thing that their cholesterol is high. That's such a small percentage of the population, mm -hmm. it's not even funny. Mm -hmm. it, I don't even focus on that. Mm -hmm. so, when, so you're not going to say to people, stop eating a BLT every day? Nope, not usually. Okay. You're not going to tell them stop eating eggs and butter? Nope, not usually. Unless? Unless they're sensitive to it. Yes. Because we, we test for food sensitivities. Um, the, the quote that I came up with a long time ago, I don't, I don't remember how long it's been, but the thing I throw out is foods do one of two things. They either build you up or break you down. Mm. And just because a food has been considered a health food, it doesn't mean that it's healthy for you. Right on. So just because broccoli is a health food, if you have an immune reaction to it, it's not healthy for you. You need to stop eating it. Mm -hmm. And there are some doctors out there that believe that cardiovascular disease and narrowing of the arteries and things like this are, is actually the body's very first autoimmune response. Mm -hmm. And we know that cardiovascular disease starts in the first decade of life. Mm -hmm. So that's from zero to nine years old. Mm -hmm. We're already starting cardiovascular disease. Because of food sensitivities, you think? I don't know if it's because of food sensitivities. It, it could be. I think it's more the properties of food that we're exposed to. Mm -hmm. We're eating more and more processed foods. We're not eating whole, real foods anymore. Mm -hmm. It's genetically modified or not. Some people want to jump on the, you know, don't eat genetically modified food bandwagon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either, but sometimes certain people in certain places in this country, they just don't have access to a Whole Foods, mm -hmm. so they do their best. Mm -hmm. I always right say on. eat fresh when you can, yeah, right. regardless. Right, absolutely. And so, you know, that there's that, but it's just so many packaged, packaged processed foods that are high in sugar. I mean, I saw, I was writing an article here just the other day, and I looked up some activity statistics that the CDC put out, and we actually have more adolescents, 30, was it 32%, I believe, of adolescents watch three or more hours of television per day. Mm. And the adolescents that actually get physical activity every single day mm -hmm. is only like 25 or 26%. That's disgusting. We have more kids watching three hours of TV per day than we do being active per day. That's amazing. That's a problem. Well, if we have a very chunky... Population. Yes, and it's getting bigger. So when when people come in to see you, they can sometimes think that, and I had this experience several years ago when I learned about food sensitivity testing, and I was amazed to see the things that I was eating that I thought were really healthy for me were things that were a problem for me. And I remember right. saying to my good friend, Dr. Jim Roach, who is down in Midway, Kentucky, as an integrative medicine physician. But, Jen, I love eggs. I have eggs every morning. I would die without my eggs. And he said to me, you really think you'll die without your eggs? Because let me tell you what you'll gain without your eggs. Right. Now, eggs across the board are not necessarily bad for you, but we need to peel you off of them for a while and then introduce really good, fresh eggs, and there's not just chicken eggs, there's other eggs you can eat, too. And I thought, oh, well, so this is not about deprivation. This is about shifting my gears. And we think that the things that we are habitual about, if we shift them, it'll just be crushing. 
Right. And it's not. And and so I love your statement about how foods will either build you up or tear you down. So when you were talking, you you mentioned so if you have a food sensitivity to broccoli, it might trigger a an autoimmune issue. What do you mean by that? So if you're eating a food that you shouldn't be eating, it causes your immune system to tag that food, and now your immune system is always working when it necessarily shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we can, well, a lot of us out there are what I deem subclinically malnourished. Mm. And it's because we're either not getting the nutrients in or we're burning through them so fast to keep our immune system functioning at a high level because we're just giving it things that are making it mad. Mm-hmm. So we become inflamed. Yes. I mean, inflamed. We really are inflaming our body. We're making our body mad because we're mistreating it. And so when people have, you know, typical arthritic uh, fibromyalgia, aches and pains, they're literally eating themselves into that situation. Correct. And Eating and not exercising themselves into yes, that situation. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. So one of the things that you do that is another benefit of people dialing in here is the nutritional support that we're extending to you right here, right now. If people want to pay attention to what we're saying, and you can take notes or you can replay this episode over and over again, it's uploaded into iTunes, and it's available for you on this site, and then Dr. Williams will lift it and put it on his site, and it's always available through my site. We are trying to open your minds to the realities about food in your life, and food can be delicious, but it can really be something that fortifies you. So one of the things that you're learning is about the food sensitivity blood work, and and once Dr. Williams has got his ability to do telemedicine, the opportunities for you to gain access to him are increased substantially, and there's nothing that should get in their way from getting the testing that you need, because your lab, actually, is extensive, and people can be anywhere in the country? Yeah, they can be anywhere in the country. They just have to find someone that could draw the blood for them. And most places have, you know, we can find phlebotomists somewhere that can draw the blood and, and... All you do is draw it and ship it. goes right to the lab. So I've listed so far five different benefits of you dialing in here. And the plus is the ongoing access that you have to both Dr. Williams and to me. And there is a to-be-announced next week opportunity to hear the two of us on yet another platform and we have a series of live events that we're doing and webinars that we're going to be doing in 2017 to try to shift your world into an ever more positive, healthy, and productive place. We've got another five minutes here to talk about what it is that we've got going on, and and I'd like for you to give people a really clear sense of what happens on the backside of that lunch and learn interview pull out the tissues and cry, and we're going to talk. What do you do with people? I know it's a wide-ranging question, but what do you do with people? What's the normal process? Like, I want to come to you, Dr. Williams, as a patient, and I want to refer people to you. What what can I tell them other than you bring your lunch, you sit around the table, and you're going to cry a bit? 
there will be some water for you to drink and a nice man to talk to, and there will be some other people that might be helpful. What happens next? Sure. So once we, if we do some testing, um, we will wait until we get all the information back. I don't like to guess. Yeah. To, to, not to test is to guess. And mm-hmm. so we like to test and figure out what it is that's going on. We put it all together in a, a big kind of packet, if you will, just Step-by-step, step, we'll go through each test, what's going on, and at the very end, we come up with what I call laboratory themes. Mm-hmm. These are the overall themes that we have going on. If someone has diabetes, we talk about that. If someone has heart disease, we talk about that. If their immune system, some people have immune dysfunction without having autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. Some people have liver dysfunction without having liver disease. Okay. Some people have sugar dysregulation without having diabetes. So they're a, they're a hiccup off, but it's not an actual disease Correct. Yet. It's okay. just a dysfunction. And so okay. we talk about that, and then we go through different ways that can be, we can affect those. And, you know, in my clinic, what we do is we do a lot of IV nutrition. We're big proponents of IV nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a fast way to get people well. And a lot of people want to get well as quickly as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. For some people, they're afraid of needles. They don't want to spend the time in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Maybe their finances aren't, uh, doesn't allow them to, to do that. That's okay, too. Okay. We do another route. We'll do oral supplementation. It's a, it's a longer, slower process, but we can still get there. Mm-hmm. It's really us trying to work with you and trying to help fit your lifestyle, your budget, and your desires for what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. We try to be as clear as we can about what your expectations are and what you're willing to do to meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing I want is someone to expect 100% of the return and only be willing to do 20% of the work. Mm-hmm. I have to filter that and say, this is where we need to be. This is this is what I expect. If we don't see this, then I'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. We just want everyone on the same page. Well, I'll tell you what, the time for this interview has flown by. I know, right? It is amazing. And we didn't even get to hear from Erin that much. You know what? She was the delicate <laughs> voice of strength and pulling us in on reality checks and bringing up points that were important for us to hear I am really grateful to the two of you for the time today to do this interview. And I and I am looking forward to this being the first in millions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, millions of seconds. Yes, absolutely. So thank you both, Erin. It's been a pleasure to yes, have you, you. lovely, angelic self here. <laughs> and Dr. T.J. Williams, you're just really, you're solid, man. You, you've got heart and brains and you're one hell of a big package. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) This is your host for the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it, Dr. Deb Carlin. And I have to tell you, the kindest thing that I can ever do for all of you is to point you in the right direction and encourage you intelligently and with heart to dial in to your intuition and to the strength and the goodness of your brain and to allow it, to allow it. Just step out of your own way and let goodness prevail for you, for whoever it is that you are and whatever good things you want to accomplish. You get one life, the best of it. And on that note, I say peace out.